Tiki Hut Media. Hey there, welcome into Soul Ramblings Podcast. I'm Jerry Wicker. This is where we talk about faith and life each and every week. And fall is upon us. We're in October now. And we told you last week that Beth and I, my wife and I, are moving back to Tennessee. We're moving Tiki Hut Media Productions and the whole podcast operation back to Tennessee. We're moving back to be close to family and friends. As a result, this this week and next week are the final two episodes that we will be doing of Soul Ramblings Podcast from Florida. Next time you hear us in November, we'll return in November. That will be the beginning of year number four of Soul Ramblings Podcast. We're ending three years of this podcast next week, and then we'll pick up with year four in the great state of Tennessee. But first, before we do all of that, we've got a couple of more weeks here on God is. We're looking at the different attributes of God and how we fill in that blank. God is blank. What do we fill that blank in with? Well, we're searching through these six weeks and together filling that blank in with truth. And over these past several weeks, we've examined a few of the attributes of God, and we can find countless more throughout Scripture. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but in Exodus chapter 34, God reveals five specific things about himself to Moses. He's compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, loving, and faithful. For starters, we tend to view things in black and white, but God transcends those boxes that we try to put him in. He's not only loving, he's also just, and he is merciful. God's love and his justice are both on display throughout the scripture. They are a huge part of his faithfulness. God's grand plans to restore our relationship with him begin with a promise he makes to Abraham and Sarah in Genesis. He says that he will bless the world through their descendants, a promise ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. But we humans predictably continue to disregard our side of the bargain. As Moses is speaking with God, the rest of the people grow impatient and decide to worship a golden calf instead, a golden calf statue. Yet because of his faithfulness to his promises, God doesn't destroy them. And throughout many other failures by us humans, God's faithfulness remains, which is evident through Jesus fulfilling God's promise. So every time we mess up or miss the mark again, we can come running back to God, thankful that our failures don't discount God's faithfulness to forgive and to uphold his promises. And today we look at God is where to turn when you're frustrated. scripture reading for the morning is from the book of Psalms. The 102nd Psalm, we'll read a few selected verses from there, verses 1 through 4 and then verses 25 through 27. Let us hear these holy words. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is stricken and withered like grass. 
I am too wasted to eat my bread. Long ago, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you endure. They will all wear out like a garment. You change them like clothing, and they pass away. But you are the same, and your your years have no end. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I guess there's not really anything wrong with misreading that translation from years and trying to make it ears. God's ears never end either, do they? He's always listening, right? (laughs) Thank you for the grace in allowing me to misspeak on that scripture. His years never end. Would you join me in prayer? O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of these, our hearts, be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. I give you a little confession this morning, and I'm not proud of this. I've, here we go. (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I've been frustrated lately. I've been really frustrated, and maybe you can relate to this, especially, you know, when I watch national and world news, I get frustrated with the way the world is right now. When I, we are in the process of the whole moving process, and we're not moving across town, we're moving 850 miles away, and doing the long-distance negotiations with real estate agents and bankers and all of that. And there are times I've been frustrated. (laughs) Things aren't working out the way I want them to. Uh, I mean, I I look at all this and, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm a a certified lay minister. I, I should be just full of faith. I shouldn't be unsettled. I shouldn't let such things rattle me. But they do. And it's a spiritual way of saying, I'm frustrated. I get frustrated. And I get inconsistent with it. There are times when things happen that I don't foresee or I don't plan. And I say, well, God's still in control. It's okay. This is just a speed bump on the road of life. I'll I'll be all right. There are times I have that attitude. And I think, okay, I'm doing pretty good. And then there's other times where I'm not so understanding with God. I get frustrated. This is not according to my plan. I fall back. And I try to be loving, more loving to others at all times. I really do try. And there are times that I am. And then there are times that I'm not. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just not, sometimes people, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get frustrated with my inconsistencies. Maybe you've been there. And if you've ever felt unsettled, if you've ever been frustrated with circumstances, or you've been frustrated with yourself because you know, you know better, then 
maybe you can relate to today's message because today's message is where to turn when we're frustrated. And if you do find yourself maybe a little frustrated with yourself, things that are going on, we're going to look today at a guy in Psalm 102. He seems to also be struggling. He seems to also be frustrated. Now, there are a lot of theologians that believe David wrote this psalm during Absalom's rebellion. Others think that it was a prophet who was hurting in captivity. I'm not 100% sure. We don't know who it was, but we do know that this guy was having a really bad season in his life regardless. He's in distress. He feels helpless, hopeless. He can't eat. He can't sleep. He feels spiritually and relationally isolated. His world is unsettled. There's nothing he can count on. Everything around him is changing and changing faster than he can keep up with. You ever felt like that? Much like we see in our world today, the world is changing at an unstoppable, uncontrollable pace. Everything around us is changing, and it's so unsettling sometimes and uncertain. What can you count on in this incredibly uncertain world we live in? When people let you down, as people will do. When finances don't seem like they're enough, there's too much month at the end of the money. When you look at the world news and you think, oh, is this world ever going to get any better? What can you count on when everything's so uncertain and you're frustrated? Well, we're in a message series called God Is, and we're talking about different attributes of God. And the attribute we're going to talk about today is what theologians call the immutability, immutability of God. And that's a big theological word, which basically means that God is constant. God doesn't change. When everything else around us is changing, we can put our trust, we can put our faith in God who never changes. The psalmist feels like, like a lot of us, I'm sure, do. They feel, maybe even right now, maybe a little anxious. He's unsettled. In your world, you may feel like, I don't know, you know, you may feel like, how am I going to pay the bills? Prices are skyrocketing and my income is not. I don't know if I can afford a house. I don't know if I can afford a tank of gas. What am I going to do? This guy in Psalm 102, he's in a very similar place. And the same guy, he cries out and says to God, and I'm paraphrasing here, but are you even listening to my prayer, God? Are you there? And then turns right around in verse 25, and he, he changes. He says, long ago you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. In other words, they will all perish. They will all go away. They will not be the same. But, he says, you will, God, endure. They will all wear out like a garment. You change them like clothing and they pass away. But you are the same and your years, not your ears, your years have no end. 
So see, we serve a constant God. We serve a God who never changes. And that's a fact. So what do we do with a God that never changes, is constant, but we're in a world that's constantly changing? Where do we go when we can't count on anything? We choose to count on a God who never changes. I want to show you three qualities of the immutability of God, or another way to put this, three things that never change about God. And what it means for us. The first thing I want to show you is this. God's word never changes. God's word never changes. It's living. It's active. It's powerful. Scripture says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. The word that never returns void. There was a pastor I heard once say this, and I'm, again, I'm paraphrasing here. I won't say it as well as he did. But he said, it's not the book of the week. It's not the book of the month. It's not the book of the year. It's the book of ages. This is the word of God. The word of God is living. It's powerful. You try to read it, and it'll read you. It'll change you. You can go read the same thing. Have you ever had this happen? You read the same thing this morning that you read yesterday, and it speaks to you in a different way, and you see it in a different way. doesn't mean the way you saw it yesterday was wrong, but because it's living and it's active, it applies to our hearts and our souls in a very different way. God knows that. The Holy Spirit knows that. It's living, it's powerful, it transforms you. It gives us a hope. It's the Word of God that never changes. The second thing that never changes is God's character never changes. God did not have to study to be wise. He did not have to go to seminary. I'll leave that right there. Because... You know why? Because he is wisdom. He didn't have to go seek wisdom. He is wisdom. He didn't have to receive love in order to give love because he is love. He didn't have to see, seek out mercy and learn how to give mercy because he is mercy. It's in his very being. It's who he is. His mercy is everlasting. His character never, ever changes. He's always with us. He'll never forsake us. Our God is always good. He cannot be not good. He cannot be not good. He's always loving. He cannot be not loving. He is holy. He is just. He is righteous. He's always patient. And he's always full of compassion. So when you're frustrated, remember that God's word never changes. God's character never changes. And the good news of all of this is number three, God's promises never change. 
What are the promises of God? 2 Corinthians, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20, that for this reason, for in Him, Jesus, every one of God's promises is a yes. For this reason, it is through Him that we say the amen to the glory of God. Whatever promise God has in His Word, it applies to you. It applies to me. It's for us. He's no respecter of persons. He blesses you. If you're in Christ, you are His child. You are His very own. Isn't it an awesome thing to be a child of the King? You ever think you're worthless? Remember, you are a child of the King. He called you His own. Don't ever say you are worthless. What I want you to understand is no matter what you're facing, no matter where you're hurting, no matter what pain you're enduring, you, you can't sleep at night, you toss and turn and you pray and you wonder, God, do you even hear me? Are you still there? Do you care about me? Remember that God's promise to you is yes and amen. What are some of God's promises to us? I encourage you to dig deep into your own Bibles in your uh, devotion time and search out the promises of God. But here are just a few. Here are just a few. He promises that when you hope in the Lord, He will renew your strength. You'll mount up on wings as eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll soar and you'll never faint. He promises that no weapon formed against you will prosper. He promises that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can fear no evil for he is with you. His rod and his staff comfort you. He promises you that his mercies, this is the one I love, his mercies are new every morning. You may be hurting in the evening, but joy comes in the morning. I have a, I have a smart watch and it keeps track of the number of steps that I take every day. And I have a goal set on there for the number of steps I take every day. There are days I miss my goal of the number of steps I'm supposed to take. But here's the beauty of it. When I go to bed at night and I haven't made my goal. When I get up the next morning, guess what? The smart the smartwatch has reset to zero. His mercies are new every morning. I get to start over. I get to try again with God's grace and God's mercy. And that's the way God treats us. Every day is a new beginning. Every day is a blessing from God. His mercies are new every morning. No matter what you're facing, He promises in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You have the same Spirit dwelling within you that is in Christ Jesus. And you have resurrection power. He promises if you cast your cares upon Him, He will love you. He will minister to you because He cares for you. 
He's constant in every way. He's steadfast. His love for you never changes. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more, and there's nothing that you can do to make God love you less. God loves you constantly, steadfast. His grace is always available. His word applies to your every moment. Your very heart is always living. His character is constant. He cannot be not good. And His promises, whichever one you need, whichever one is true for you, is always yes and amen. It's time to redeem His promises. And in a world where nothing is constant, you can't seem to hold on to anything in this world that is steadfast and constant. God is. God is immutable. The immutability of God. He never changes. He's always there. And he's always trustworthy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would do a work in your people. Because, God, we do feel, as the psalmist wrote, unsettled, frustrated. We thank you that you are always, always good. That you're always faithful. That you're always merciful that you're always just. You're always full of grace. You're always full of compassion. And you're always available to us. We thank you, God, that you are so good. That you didn't wait for us to seek you, but you showed your love to us in Jesus. God, we put our trust in you. We cast our cares on you. And in a world that is always uncertain, we cling to you and your word. We believe in your character. And we claim your promises to be true. God, help us to find peace in you because you are always, always good. Amen. Be sure to join us next week for week six and our final week of this series, God Is, and also our final episode that will be done in Florida. We will not be in Florida anymore. We'll be in Tennessee after next week, and that'll start in November. And next week also ends three years of Soul Ramblings podcast. We start with year four in November. Hope to see you here then, and be sure to Get social with us. You can stay in touch with us at Soul Ramblings Podcast, no matter where we are, on Facebook and Instagram. Got links in the show notes of this episode, so you can click over there and go and follow us there. Wherever you're listening to Soul Ramblings Podcast today, go and click subscribe. That way you never miss a new episode when a new episode comes out of Soul Ramblings Podcast. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. And before we scoot out the door, the scripture that I always end with is Philippians 4, 8. And today from the New International Version. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We'll see you back here next week on Soul Ramblings Podcast. Until then, I'm Jerry Wicker. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm -hmm.